Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Nathan Brown, better known as B. Cupid, is a young producer, artist from a small town in Ohio. He has been living in Ohio for all 17 years of his life, and he has grown quite fond of his hometown folks. Ever since he was a little kid, B. Cupid has been interested in, in all types of music, from rock to metal, pop, and even to his most closely resembled genre, rap. In his lifetime, B. Cupid has been a part of his high school's various bands programs, such as marching band, concert band, jazz band, and has learned to play many instruments. One of his biggest achievements was being selected to be part of the Macy's Great American Marching Band, which he proceeded to march in the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Parade twice. He found his true passion for making music only months ago, but has been making his own music for years. He loves to make rap and pop-style songs and crafts his own beats for his music. He plans to try to make it to the top of the world with his unique style, delivery, and creativity, and will never stop pursuing his dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, be Cupid. What's going on, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. I'm doing great so far. Great so far. Um, it's always funny because I kind of seek out interviews, you know, the interview people. Mm-hmm. But you sought out me, and I just wondered how how you came to find my our podcast. Well, I am. Uh, I was looking around to see what kind of smaller podcasts or radio shows that I was that I could get on um, because I've been trying to promote um, uh, an album coming up, right. and I just started looking around and I happened to find to stumble across your podcast, and I listened to a couple of them, and I was interested in on how you were asking the questions and stuff like that, and I figured I would. Let you know that I was interested, and you got back with me, and here we are. There we go, man. There we go. Yeah, um, I don't think these are very hard questions, but we'll we'll go through them, you know, as uh, as easily as we can. Um, All right. But okay, so uh, ever since like about five or six podcasts ago, I know I typically ask my the 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 artist who would you prefer this band or this band, right? So mm-hmm. um, so. Do you know who the Deftones are? Uh, I do not actually. Okay, have a have a have a Incubus. 
I don't know who any of these are actually. So, okay, so <laughs> first of all, um, okay, so that, that that's fine. I, I I know you heard of Metallica and and Megadeth, right? Yeah. That seems to be the the top, the, the supreme being of of of, mm -hmm. of, of um, metal music, right? So since mm -hmm. you're a lover of, of all music like me, you know, I got my Cannibal Corpse shirt on. I got the different mm -hmm. shirt. I got the brand new white look. Um, mm -hmm. Who do you think is is like the more supreme band? You got Metallica on one side, and you got Megadeth on, mm -hmm. on the other side. Yeah. Um, that is... That's, that's a really hard choice. Yeah, there's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um... Personally, the one that I prefer to listen to would probably be Metallica. Yeah. Probably. I per I don't I just kind of I click with their music a lot more. Um uh, I remember the first time I ever listened to the Black album. It was it was a really cool to to see all the the hits that came off that album. It was really awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, cuz cuz uh, if if I were in my uh, early teenage years, um, you know, 12, 13, 14, it's all, mm -hmm. it's all, it's all, uh, it's all Metallica from there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and since I grew older, I I I learned to um to listen to and respect Megadeth a, a little bit more, you know. So mm -hmm. He went through everything, and yeah. So I just find it kind of kind of fascinating that that everybody likes different kind of music and death. Yeah. You know, so that's always good. That's always good. Um. So uh, I like like we said in the intro. Um, you listen to mm -hmm. all, all kinds of all, all kinds of music, which is good, which I prefer. Um, everybody listens mm -hmm. to all kinds of music. What is your favorite genre? Uh, my favorite genre to listen to is probably a mixture between rap and pop. That's probably the two favorite. Um, I do listen to a decent amount of rock, right? But I haven't I haven't dove too far into it. But I know. A, a good amount. I've dove into a little bit of metal, um, very tiny amount of country, but I, I couldn't name. If you asked me to name a country artist, I probably couldn't do it. So, yeah. well, okay, so but I listen. I listen. I'll, I'm, I I can respect and appreciate yeah. all different kinds of music. Right. So well, well, there's two two country artists that I really like, and I think you relate to. One is like Chris Stapleton, and the other mm -hmm. is Luke Combs. You, you can't yeah. go wrong with with any of the music. No, so great. neither of them. Mm -hmm. So check it out. You know, check it out if you've never listened to them before. Mm -hmm. um, I I also found interesting that you that you march in the uh, Misty Thanksgiving to pray twice. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, could you tell us um like how how you got to go on a Misty Day pray twice? Mm -hmm. And and what was the day like for you? I mean, were you like? Like uh, like like in shock or like okay, I can do this, you know. Um, the day it's it's an audition process. Um, because it's it, they take um that the band that I marched in for the parade, they take um uh, what they consider the best students from all fifty states of the country, right. and they put them in one band, and they give us about four or five days to rehearse. Like uh, they were we rehearse a song so we could perform it on Times Square. And then we re re rehearse a uh, a piece to play through the streets, and we march. Um, the day that I found out, I was actually at a marching band rehearsal at my hometown marching band, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was I was shocked. I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> so, yeah. but 
the the day like we got to stay in a really nice hotel we got to get up and eat breakfast in a grand ballroom every morning it was really nice we got to perform um uh, and practice at uh at teaneck armory which is just outside of new york city it's in new jersey and um it was a really cool uh, it was really cool to meet all the staff there and to just to learn and just to take all the environment in. And obviously going through New York City, it was a big thing. That was the first time I'd ever been in a big city. Right. So it was really, really cool. So, okay, so from, so from beginning to end, um, how, how long does the actual march take? Um, from like the, like the actual parade? Yeah, like, like, from like when you... Step outside to actually go go out in the parade to like in mm-hmm. time, yeah. It's three miles long. Okay. It's a three mile parade. Yeah, so that took about like, um, like two hours probably to get to, to get past everything. Uh, I'd say probably depending on how fast the floats move, um, and how cold it is. It just depends on the weather. I know one year it went we went through pretty quick. Um uh, but another year, I think that was the second year I went was the year that they had to lower the floats because of the wind. So I think it ended up going slower. And I think it was actually delayed a little bit. I can't exactly remember because it was a couple years ago. But I remember that it, it takes about an hour to hour and a half to probably get through the whole parade okay. from first the first float or first act that comes in to Santa Claus at the end, I'd say. Yeah. So. so, so being in the uh, Mississippi Third Parade, I know I know there was a lot of musicians, famous musicians. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, so um, did you get the did you get the opportunity to talk to anyone or or meet? Um, there, as the floats were going by with the uh, the famous musicians and performers, um, uh, we all got to wave and say hi and stuff like that. We never actually got to go up and talk to them, which was. Yeah. It's okay, but you know, we got to all we all got to wave and say hi, and they all waved back, and it was really cool. Nice. So, nice. so um, as as we also stated in the intro, uh, you found your true passion for making music only months ago. Um, mm-hmm. could, could you explain the, like the day of of like uh like the moment you said, okay, I want to pursue this music career? Um, I was driving in my car. And I was on a back road. I, I live in a very small town. Um, so I was on a back road and I was coming on my way home. And I just kept thinking to myself, I had some of these ideas. Like I've had ideas be, be behind songs before. And I've kind of wrote in my head like melodies and things like that, but I never put it on paper. And I was, and I just started kind of like just generating ideas. And I just kind of came up with, this whole premises of like a story a little bit and i was like i can't i want to write an album and i I just kind of one day just said it out loud i want to write an album and i just kind of just stuck with it and it ended up being a really fun journey and now in a couple days it'll be out and it's really really exciting so actually this coming friday is 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 the debut release on it right Yes, did this Friday, yep. Which is, I think, May 14th. Yep, May 14th. Yep. Mm-hmm. In a couple of days. A couple of days. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, yeah, whatever you want to pursue, um, you know, you just got to get up and go for it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, don't, I believe in, to, I believe somewhat in manifestation. If you 
can think it and you believe in it hard enough, you can achieve it. Like there's nothing that in this day and age, especially in the music industry, there's nothing to hold you back. You can stay completely independent. You don't have to go and sign to a big label. You don't need the big companies that produce your stuff and to push you into the spotlight. You can do that all yourself. So there's nothing holding you back. So I believe that there's no excuse. If I really wanted to write an album, I could do it from start to finish. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, because we interviewed um, Elias from Nine Point, and it's coming out in a couple, couple of weeks. And uh, um, mm-hmm. the band Nine Point started their own record label because that's exactly what, what mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they're like, we're done with like a company and people telling us what to do. We're gonna do yep. it our way. So, so, so they started their own record company. So I'm proud of them for for doing it. Yeah, there there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of independent artists out there now. There the independent artist wasn't even a th- thing like 20 20 30 years ago and now there's so many people deciding to not go the record label route and stay completely independent and it's all and it's and it's harder and you do a lot more of the work but the rewards you reap the rewards so much more yeah because everybody has has uh and i'm sure you've heard of um like reaper and like other other uh studio applications for your yeah, I, I actually, to record my music, I use both Reaper and FL Studio. Like, I make my beats through FL Studio, and then I usually record. I take my beat, and I put it in Reaper, and then I record vocals and layer it with it, and then I put it back in FL Studio and mix it and master it and level it out, and I usually put all my effects on there. So I use both. I kind of jump back and forth. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's always a great thing, especially mm-hmm. when Especially when you have everything at your fingertips instead of going to this yeah. and doing one thing and taking several days and you get it mm-hmm. back and not like it at all, you know. So I think it's a good thing. That having having to pay studio time and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. I believe what 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 people charges for studio time, you know. Mm-hmm. A couple of thousand bucks and people don't have that now, you know. Yeah, people don't have that, and and even so, like if they don't get enough time they they lose out on the possibility of more creativity because they're restricted on time exactly exactly mm-hmm. so um so what gravity do you do to go in the uh hip-hop rap uh genre um i have been listening to hip-hop and rap for uh since about four or five ish years ago and i just kind of started really getting into it about two or three years ago right. um i I've been obsessed with just the the stylistic formations of the choruses and how they come up with the words and how they're rhyming and it's just how they how they sound to the background music and how everything is put together. Yeah. I just really like that structure. I I mean, I believe music is all different kinds of music is structured different. Like a pop song is structured different than a country song. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. The structure of a rap song or hip hop song is, I, I find it partially my cup of tea. I just like that, but I also kind of throw in a little bit of a pop feel. You know, I'm not a hundred percent like straight up rapping. I mean, I do at some points in my yeah. song, but it's not all that way. Right. So. Well, I found your your music so enlightening because I thought it was different from the whole rap game, and like you said before. Mm-hmm. It's a bit poppy-ish, but that's good. I mean, because everybody loves pop, popular music, you know. 
And then mm-hmm. it's like it feels like the good going outside, you know, going driving kind of, kind of song. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it a lot. So, yeah. It's I, I, I really enjoyed making the two songs that I have out now before this album, obviously. I, um, I really enjoyed making both of those songs. Nice. Um, so it was, it, it was, it's really cool to see how it all came together. I mean, like just from ideas in my head to actually now being able to hear it in your ears. It's really, really cool. Right. So, uh, can can you uh, tell us um, which rapper or or artist really inspired you to to create your own music right now? Um, the Kid Leroy, I would say, is probably the artist that I find my inspiration the most from. Right. Um, which also directly correlating with that is Juice World because Kid Leroy kind of came from Juice World. Right. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I just really liked his delivery and just how he sounded. And he kind of had that little bit of a pop style, but he kept it in a really hip-hop fashion. But he's had that pop twang, and he he mostly sings over rap beats. And I really liked that sound. So, And I just liked his delivery. And also something that inspired me was the fact that he's also 17, and I'm 17, so oh, I thought that was really cool. It made me feel like that I could do it too. Yeah. So. Because yeah, it's always interesting. Because when you see somebody like you, like like him, like he's something, you're something. You're like, I can do this too. If if he can do it, I can do it. So there's no, 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 mm-hmm. nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So uh, so let's dive more deeper in, in your recording process. Um. So some bands I I know of, um, like 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 Metallica. They like to mm-hmm. uh, write the lyrics first, the music second, and the, uh, mm-hmm. some bands write the, the opposite way. Uh, so, what, what, what do you like to do? Do you like to write the music first, or like write the lyrics first? I like to write music first. I like to get the beat down first. I like to usually finish the beat before I even start thinking of lyrics at all. Um, there usually I like to go and I just like to listen once I once a beat is finished or once background music is finished. I usually like to export it and then put it in an MP3 file and then put it on my phone and I just listen to it over and over and over again. And I once I kind of hear a melody that I like, right. then I find words to go with that melody, and then that's how it really blossoms into this song, the songs that I write. I like so, the, I like the way that you do it because it seems like to write the right lyrics, it would be much harder mm-hmm. to write music after those lyrics, you know, because you're really struggling mm-hmm. to make something that's not there already. The way you yeah. do it is is fantastic because, like, like you said, you listen to the, the melody of the beat, you start trying to get that feel, and then add mm-hmm. like, on top of it, and I think that's great. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you said you uh. Uh, record on uh, on on Reaper and Fruit Loops, right? Fruit Loops Studio. Uh, yep. Okay. Fruit Loops Studio, yes. Uh, yeah. So you um, do you, so do you record only in Reaper first, and then mix in in the SL Studios, or do you do it like how's your? I do. Um, I usually record in Reaper. Like my vocals go into Reaper. Um, I might throw a couple of bit of effects on in Reaper. Like I might put on maybe a small compressor, um, maybe it's a little bit of delay, 
just a little, just something to, to kind of hint at it, maybe just re-level it while I'm in there. But most of the effects and the big mixing and stuff like that comes from FL Studio. I usually just try to take as raw as I can without with still making it sound good from Reaper, so that way I can have a clean slate with um, uh, good sounding vocals coming from Reaper, so that way I can mix it and make it sound even better through FL Studio. That's usually what I do. <laughs> right. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, like we said, um, the album releases on Friday, May 14th, which is in mm-hmm. two days from that, from this recording. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, your album is called Anxious and Alone. How did you, mm-hmm. how did that title come come about? Um, it was on the same day that I decided that I wanted to write an album, like the me driving in the car, just coming up with those ideas. I was like, Personally, I, I, I find saw my songs to be relatable through the emotions that come out of them. And the emotion that I can tap into the most in my music is a sad emotion or a depressed emotion or an, anx- an anxious moment and, uh, or emotion, excuse me. And it just, it kind of clicked to me. I was like, what, what could I describe? What would sound really good as an album title, what would sound that captivates the whole story all together. And I was like, well, how do people feel when they're depressed or how do people feel when they're sad and they feel anxious and alone? And I was like, that has a ring to it. And I said, I'm going to run with that. And then everything just kind of built itself around that. And that, that, that title was picked about eight months ago. So before I even started writing music, I had the idea and the story behind the song and the title picked of the album before anything, like before album covers, before recording anything, making beats at all. It was, that was all picked out beforehand. Right. So. Well, I love that idea because this this podcast uh, uh, resonates with, with depression and music and how music can feel that, you know? Because I have mm-hmm. depression, my co-host has a little bit of depression, and uh, from what you're saying, I think you have some I have a little bit of depression, but I'm not sure. So don't you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the basis is like we all have depression, and we all need yeah. to fall back on something, that, and music just just does it for, for me and my co-host Blake, you know. And I'm sure mm-hmm. music, music helps you out a lot too, right? Oh yeah, music I've been able to put my feelings into, like the music that I write, the lyrics that I'm talking about. A lot of that, not all of it, but a lot of the things that I'm saying in it is, it comes from me for sure. Like some things, sometimes I try to find a line that just kind of works with it, but most times I like to write it to where it kind of really hits, you know, different. It really hits you in the heart. And like especially if like the song is kind of telling a story from beginning to end i like to kind of make it all about this idea so most times when i'm writing a song like that i like to make it coming from myself because then the most the 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 the, the core of your feelings and the rawness of your feelings it's what's going to portray in the song and make it even better nice, nice so nice. um okay so from when you first started writing in the record or album as as one thing, I, I don't know whether it's record or, or album. I, it's the same thing, right? Uh, so uh, yeah, I, w- I would consider it the same thing. Well, vinyl yeah. record, so yeah. So um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, when um when you first started writing the album, 
So from when you first started writing it to now, how long did it take you? Um, I'd say six to seven months. Okay. And from that time, did you find uh, that this album like wrote itself, or did you have any problems coming up with or with a melody? Oh, this album wrote itself. Okay. A hundred percent. This album wrote itself. It was like one thing after the next. It just kind of just started coming and coming and coming. Like I just, I didn't plan for all of it to be the structure the way it was. I had no intentions of saying, all right, I want a song that's called this with this lyrics. And I want to, no, it was just spur of the moment. And it all just kind of just came together nice. all at once. Nice. So um, when people finally listen to the album, uh, so, uh, what would you like for your listeners to take away from this album coming out Friday? Um... I would say to take from it that we all feel a sort of emptiness inside. We all feel depression. We all can feel down and sad and we can all get down to the point where sometimes a lot of people go to the lowest points of their life in their teenage years. Like I'm in right now. Um, and I'll, I guarantee you a lot of teenage listeners would probably be able to relate to my music. Oh, yeah. So the message I'm trying to convey is that I'm trying to show that they're not alone in this battle, that it, it, that I'm feeling it too, that I guarantee you there's hundreds of thousands of other teenagers just like them that are feeling the same way they are. So that way we can all come together and we can beat this battle together. That's what I'm trying to get out of it. That's awesome, Mr. Joe. Thank you for sharing that. Our, mm-hmm. our last question, I have one more question for you, and I think you know what's coming up. It's the last question of the, of the, of the episode, and I ask all, right. all my uh, interviewers this. Um, okay. So this podcast is called When Words Fail, Music Speaks, and I mm-hmm. find that so true. So what is one song or songs that you can think of right now off the top of your head that you can listen to it, but you can't tell anybody how it makes you feel like it's so special of you inside. Um, I would say, and this is a song that probably almost no soul on the earth knows about, but I've heard it and I really, really enjoy it, but I can't exactly explain how it makes me feel, but I know I can feel something in it with it. And it's called bruises and it's by uh, an artist, a very small artist by the name of Shamlo. I don't know if you've ever heard of Shamlo. I have not. Um, okay. It's a very small, he's a very small artist. It, that was his first song that he ever came out with. And the melody and just how he structures and the song and the words that is that he's singing and how he's singing and the emotion that he puts in the song. I almost kind of want to say that it models... I want to model kind of my style a little bit off of that because of how elaborate that it is. But at the same time, it's so elaborate to the point where almost my brain can't process it. Like I, I thoroughly enjoy listening to that song and I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. So. Well, see the main reason why I asked that question so much is because, um, this because I am a music lover by heart and I'm always listening. I'm always looking for new music anywhere. So, like, like you said, you introduced me to a new, uh, a new artist for me to listen to, and I will listen mm-hmm. to it. 
because it means so much to you, you know. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to get, you know, um, you know, music is is always with you. You know, you could always get it, you know, wherever yeah. you go. So it's 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 kind of like you know it's 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 kind of like a, a long last family member that I recently found. You know, because all of these other mm-hmm. other music is like, oh, you were there, okay, go come over here, and you know. So it's 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 always yeah. a thing to listen to new music or something, you know. So. Yeah, music. You can get music anywhere. Music is all around us, whether you think it is or not. Like anything can be almost considered music. Any rhythms. Anything tapping on the desk can be considered music. Oh, yeah. That's how uh, that's how broad that the spectrum of music is, and, and I believe that everyone should bring music into the life. I have I almost can say that I've never met a soul that doesn't like music. Like almost everybody that I know of likes music, yeah. so it, it it would almost be unimaginable to think of somebody that wouldn't like music. I've always loved music deeply i play music every day when i go to high school i play in the band every day i show my musical talents every day and i believe that it's changed me for the better i believe that i can express my elaborate emotions through my music and it's it's something really special nice nice well thank you for being here and for all your listeners listening to this episode um you can find be cupid at instagram uh, Instagram.com slash BeCupid, all one word, B-Q-U-P-I-D. And he's mm-hmm. on Twitter as the underscore BeCupid. And he's on Facebook under the BeCupid as well. So check him out. Uh, you can oh, um, you can go to, uh, let's see here. Um, I had you up here. <laughs> okay, so you can go to distrokid.com. And uh, slash hyper follow slash be cupid, and you can pre-order his his album Anxious and Alone on Apple Music, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and Shazam. Cool. Oh yeah. Are right. are, are we on TikTok or like or like Snapchat? Yeah, I'm on TikTok too. I just um at be cupid okay. on TikTok there too. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for so much for coming on. This has been a real pleasure for me to do this with you. Um, mm-hmm. and, Thank uh, you very much for having me. Yeah, yeah, and I do hope you come back you know, on, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about your next record, maybe. Uh, cool. Alrighty. Cool, man. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you very much. Bye-bye.